All right. Thanks for doing this. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Uh, not a problem at all. So you got some good news today, right? I did. I was really happy that things have worked out for me to still go on my trip to the Virgin Islands. Where, uh, when are you going? Uh, Katie and I are leaving next Thursday. So it's right in the middle of all this coronavirus mayhem. This COVID-19. Yeah, but I think, I don't know, I've looked at all the sides of this, I think, and um, I think we'll be okay. We're yeah, you guys. fly to Atlanta, so we leave from Richmond Thursday morning, fly to Atlanta, and then Atlanta to St. Thomas. And um, so I had to talk to work today because they had just released like a email to all staff yesterday that um, staff members should restrict airline travel and not travel unless it was necessary. So I was a little worried about that and um, thought, what am I going to say? You know, (laughs) like, am I going to go in there and have to fight with them and tell them I really want to go on this trip? And I was really worried that they would like, be like, come on in, you need to be a team player, and it's not safe for you to go, and what if you bring back, you know, the germs to work, and I was just kind of ready for that, and um, we were instructed to talk to our supervisor, or the HR director, or both, and um, talked to my supervisor, she was super understanding, and she said, um, I mean, it sounds like it'll be okay, it's not out of the U.S., right, and uh it doesn't sound like it's a hot spot with a lot of coronavirus going on. And then I talked to the HR director, and she said they would probably ask me to work. It was fine to go, but they'd probably ask me to work remotely for two weeks after. <laughs> I'm like, huh, okay, so I'll work remotely. I'll work from home for two weeks after our return. But it kind of, I was just like so relieved. And also so excited because I get to work at my new desk in my bedroom with my really pretty shelves and a laptop. It'll be like my office for two weeks. When they told you you had to work from home, you're like, okay, if I have to. I know. I was like, oh, really? (laughs) Okay. I'll work from home. But they were so nice about it. So I'm like super relieved. Yeah, I don't imagine the Virgin Islands or I haven't seen anything coming from the Virgin Islands. I haven't either, but when I talked to our HR director, she mentioned that it could just be because they're not testing or tracking it in the Virgin Islands. It's true, too. And then one of my coworkers said she was a little worried about me going to an island at a time like this. And I had to think about that, like, huh. Uh, Where there's no resources? Yeah, like maybe not as good health care. Maybe harder to get home if something really happened or got crazy. Um, yeah, if they shut down flights, you couldn't, like, drive back. Exactly. Yeah. So if I was, like, in Key West, I could drive home. I could find my way home. But if I'm in the Virgin Islands, I can't really do that. I have to swim back. Yeah, so I've been thinking about that. Like, you know, maybe maybe I could hire my own personal helicopter. <laughs> That'd be fun. <laughs> get out of there but it's given me a lot to think about that's for sure yeah it's given us all a lot to think about that's pretty i think overall that's good news though you get to go on your vacation you get to relax in the sand 
Yes. I'm like so excited. I'm going to be good. I just hope I don't catch the coronavirus when I'm in, in uh, the Virgin Islands. No, I don't think you would. I think it would be more, the bigger issue would be Dulles. Yeah. Yeah. For yeah. sure. Well, I hope Atlanta is okay. Have you heard anything about Atlanta? Well, that's where the CDC is, and it's a big okay. city, so I haven't heard anything, though. So that's the airport that we'll have both of our short layovers in, and then we'll go to St. Thomas, and I'm so excited because I've never been. Yeah, what are you guys going to do? So it's kind of funny. I feel like we haven't had a lot of time to like fill in the details of our trip like we got the flights we got the place we're gonna stay there's a private beach there they said they have snorkeling gear in the room which is so cool um you gave us ideas for where to go yeah you guys got to go to cinnamon beach cinnamon beach is like where where you need to spend at least a full day gotta go there and i would say go there twice if you you're staying for like 10 days yeah like a little less, like eight days. I okay. Think. Eight yeah, days. I don't even know how long we're staying. Yeah. Eight days is kind of like ten days. It's close. It's over a week. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is over a week. Definitely go to Cinnamon Bay. That's a lot of fun. And go to Yost Van Dyke. All right. And that's where that little bar is where yep. we play on the honor system. It's, it's a super small island. They've only got like one hostel and three bars right. and a house. Okay. There, you're not even allowed to be born on that island. Oh my goodness. Yeah. There's a rule against huh? being born on the island. Why is that? So no, <laughs> what if someone just can't help it? There's like, no hospital. I'm in labor. Yeah. Well, if you can't help it, you can't help it. Like. Yeah. But uh, but there's officially you're not allowed to. Yeah, because there's no hospital. There's no hospital there. Okay. There's pretty Hopefully much. I won't catch Corona on yeah. US Van Dyke. If you catch Corona on US Van Dyke, I'm not I sure what screwed. to say. <laughs> I'm not sure what to say except don't tell anyone else and get back on a boat, get back on the thing. <laughs> That's kind of what I'm thinking. Like, I feel like there's a lot of shame around this Corona yeah. virus. Like, you know, if I were to get it, I feel like I wouldn't want anyone to know. Yeah, you'd have. I would just want to hide out and. Take some Advil to get rid of the fever. Get on the airplane. Get yeah. my butt home, which is the wrong thing to do. But you know, I just feel like there's sort of this like drama and shame around it. Like you know, poor Tom Hanks. Poor Tom Hanks. The whole world knows that he's got coronavirus. <laughs> for God's sake. And now he's quarantined in Australia. Is he in Australia? Yeah. Okay. I, th- I would say definitely don't announce to the world you have coronavirus unless you're in a in a situation where you don't mind being for a while. Right. I mean, Tom Hanks is a movie star. He could do anything. But, like... Yeah. But, like, I wouldn't announce that I have corona on Yost Van Dyke. <laughs> yeah, being, uh, being quarantined on Yost Van Dyke would be rough. <laughs> I mean, it'd be, it would be great, don't get me wrong, yeah. but it would be rough at the same time. But, like, I might not even be able to go to the store and get some NyQuil. Yeah, they don't, have, they don't have stores there. Yeah. 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 But I'm so excited. I really can't wait. I've never been to the Virgin Islands. It's on my list, my bucket list. That's great. Katie's excited, too. Oh, it should be fun. Yeah. Katie, y'all have a fun time. I'm looking after Ozzy. Oh, he's your nephew. Yeah. He's a good boy. He's a nephew. I might, uh, 
Yeah, I'm just gonna go and um, there's some noise in the background. I'm just gonna go cut it off real quick. So All I'm right. gonna I'm gonna let my I'm gonna let my guests keep talking. Oh, okay. You gotta turn off the timer too because I made the sorbet and I didn't want to forget to turn it off. All right. Yeah. So we got the washing machine running and um, we got the timer for the strawberry sorbet that I made. What's in the sorbet? So the strawberry sorbet is pretty easy. It's um, fresh strawberries that you were up in the blender, and I added a few leaves of fresh mint, and then I made a simple sugar syrup, or it's called simple syrup, which is equal part sugar to water, and then you boil it in a saucepan on the stove, and as soon as it boils, you take it off the heat. You don't want to overboil it. Um, you're not trying to caramelize it. You just want it to boil, and then you remove it from the heat. Then you have to chill that mixture in the fridge. So what you do is you combine your your word up strawberries and some of the simple syrup and pour it in like the drum of an ice cream maker. And I love my new Cuisinart ice cream maker. I actually got it at the Olive Tree for $5. But it's like with instructions. And I actually got two. Awesome. So I'm like, I'm not going to be nice here and leave one for someone else. I'm going to buy them both because it's so awesome. Like if one breaks, I'll have another one. Or if I want to freeze a drum overnight while I'm making some in the other drum, I can do that. So, you know, so I bought both. It'd be 10 bucks. I mean, big splurger over here. That that sorbet was freaking delicious, though. You it put is. a little bit of mint in there. Oh, man. Strawberry? Yeah. It was so good. So good. It's sweet, but what I love about it is there's no, no dairy. Yeah. So if someone has an allergy to dairy, that's a great dessert for them. Yeah, if they're intolerant to lactose. Yeah. Yeah, yeah if they can't eat cream or, you know, there's probably fewer calories. There's a fair amount of sugar, but you don't have the so it's a little healthier I think it's only a single whammy not a double whammy right and it's worth it too I mean if wish I, I I wish you guys could taste it it's so good so good so we have to dream up some other flavors right absolutely <laughs> so some other fruit I'm thinking what what else is good maybe cantaloupe cantaloupe is good yeah cantaloupe with a little squeeze of lime fresh yep. lime juice is really good That'd be a good. Maybe one. even throw a little bit of like salt in there. Yeah, you for know? sure. Like make it just give it a little touch of that salty and sweet. You you remember the um the hors d'oeuvres that the CNO would serve the cantaloupe and bacon. Yeah. Or the cantaloupe and prosciutto. Yes. That's the so perfect good. sweet and salty. Sweet and salty. I mm. love it. Do you think you could make like a bacon sorbet? Would that be any good? You know what? I think bacon is pretty popular. You could make. Um, you probably, I wouldn't do a bacon sorbet. I would do some sort of flavor. Honestly, maybe the cantaloupe. The cantaloupe and put bacon bits in it. a little bit of teeny bacon bits. Like, yeah. give it a try. Yeah, cantaloupe and bacon bits. A little bit of lime. That'd be a good one. A crazy, but. That sounds kinda, crazy. It kind of reminds me of the um, prosciutto. Yeah. And cantaloupe. I mean, it's crazy times we're living in, so why not try it? Some cantaloupe bacon sorbet. Yum. I'm like, <laughs> sign me up to be the the taste tester you know, for that. That's one. what's gonna happen this summer. I'm gonna be making sorbet like every week. 
Heck yeah. So fresh berries. I'm just trying to think of how I would do a cherry sorbet. I think I'd have to buy the cherries, obviously pit them, and maybe cook them down a little rather than wear them up just fresh. I feel like I'd have to cook them down a little bit and then throw them in the blender. Um, but yeah, I have to think of what to add. Like some, I love like a couple flavors together. Strawberry mint, cantaloupe lime, or cantaloupe bacon. Mm. <laughs> so basically, you just make preserves out of them and you do it that way. You kind of do. Like the strawberries, I didn't cook first because there's like a softer fruit and they wore up in the blender really nicely. Yeah. I'm just not sure how cherries would behave if I just, you know, blend them up in the blender. They, you know, they'd probably I think behave I'd have badly. To cook them down a little bit. Yeah, they might behave badly. Yeah, might act. They out. wouldn't play nice. They wouldn't. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of other good ones. There's maybe a strawberry banana or just a strawberry banana. Strawberry banana would be good. Banana might be a little bit plain or weird. Well, it reminds me of a smoothie. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. I think any berries would be good, like blueberry. raspberry, blueberry. Oh man, blueberry would be so good. Blackberry, but you have to, you definitely have to, after you blend them up, you have to run it through a sieve so you get a lot of those seeds out. What you a, don't want yeah. all those seeds in there. What about kiwi? I think kiwi would be good as like the minor flavor. It would be pretty though. The kiwi, the green, yeah. would be really pretty. It would be good. Black seeds. It would be good to add to the strawberry. Yeah, that'd be good because kiwis are a little tart. They'd be good. Very yeah, cool. Lots of options. The only thing I'm wondering though is I feel like strawberries are red, kiwis are green, and the two mixed together might be a little brown. <laughs> it's not <laughs> so the most. You'd have some tan sorbet. Some brown sorbet. <laughs> that sounds like a sounds like the, a weird name for a band. <laughs> Tan Sorbet. The Brown Sorbet. Hello, Charlottesville. We are Tan Sorbet. <laughs> oh, these guys rock. Playing this Saturday at the Batesville store. By the way, I saw that our friends the Pollocks are at the Batesville store on Saturday. No way. Yeah. Oh, so I was man. like, I guess they're not afraid of Corona. They're not afraid? You know. Plus, if the Corona's in Batesville, then we're in big trouble. <laughs> it's getting closer. If the Corona's just playing the banjo on the front porch, be like, come on in, y'all. <laughs> oh, my God. But, it, it, you know, like, everybody is canceling everything. Like, the yeah. Play at Western is canceled, you know. The ACC tournament canceled. The NCAA tournament canceled. But you know what? Pollocks are playing at the Batesville store. Pollocks are still going to jam. Yeah. Keep the jam alive. Keeping it going. I like that. <laughs> but we have to decide if we're going to go because I might not want to be around all those people for my trip. Yeah, it is they kind of... They might be bringing the virus in there. I mean, it is the I mean, a, the right demographic. Yeah, it right. Well, actually, I shouldn't say that. I think anyone can carry it, so it doesn't matter which demographic you are. Anyone can carry it. Yeah, but they're people. They might be travelers, you know. They might have just gotten back from their trip yeah. to Seattle. And, and I did hear store. apparently there's some, like, somebody in central Virginia has got it now. Saw that. I talked to, I was talking to Alex today, and he said that our, um, our friend, um, our friend Jim was at the same party as someone who's just tested positive. Yeah. 
Yeah. Ugh. Am I allowed to say that? He's allowed to say anything. <laughs> we'll we'll hash it out in the podcast. It's like I said, when I get stressed, I cuss a little more than usual. Well, cussing can be nice and relaxing. Yeah. I think it's I think it's not a, a bad thing to cuss when it's the perfect moment. Absolutely. You know, sometimes you just need that cuss word to get your point across. That not to get all sciencey or anything, but there is this funny study I thought was pretty cool actually that when you cuss or when you swear, a different part of the brain lights up. Fascinating. Yeah, it, they say there's some language. Obviously, don't quote me on this, guys. Go look it up yourself. I'm not yeah. going to give the specifics. I'm Google it, Daniel. I don't know the specific names of the areas of the brain. But apparently, for most language, a certain part of the brain is activated. But hmm. for swearing, it's a more primitive part of the brain. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, when you just like, I don't I feel, know. I feel kind of cool or strong yeah. or empowered when I swear. Absolutely. You, it's it's almost like you instantly wearing a like a leather jacket. There you go. When you just like stub your toe and scream fudge. <laughs> Daniel, don't say that in front of your mother. You watch your mouth, young man. <laughs> I'm wash your mouth. That was soap. <laughs> well, we everyone needs to wash their mouth. That was soap these days. Right. True that. So, what else do you have on the agenda for? Um, for uh like the sorbet what else are you gonna make besides oh sorbet? gosh yeah other desserts oh other desserts um i haven't done a fruit tart for the blog yet i might do that those are really well i've done like an apple tart and i've done a plum tart but i really love a fresh fruit tart where you arrange like you have to bake the pie shell first or the tart shell and it's a sweet dough called a pate brise and it's sweeter than a regular pie crust. Cool. Um, it's got sugar and an egg yolk in it. Um, so you bake that first, and then you make like a vanilla pastry cream, and um, and you add a vanilla bean to that, which I love. They're just so they just really make a difference adding a vanilla bean. And those are expensive, by the way. The last time I bought vanilla beans, it was like twenty dollars for two. What the it heck? It was out of control. Wait, what's a vanilla bean? So it's like, it has, uh, it's sort of like a pod. And I guess it's been sort of dried or it's, it kind of has a, the feeling of like a raisin. So it's a long pod and you take a knife and split it up and, and there's a lot of little like black seeds on the inside. And those are the vanilla seeds, vanilla bean seeds. So when I make the pastry cream, I, I put the cream in a saucepan on the stove. Usually use about half of a vanilla bean, cut it in half, and split it so it's open just a little. Throw it in the cream that is that you're going to simmer on the stove top. And then after it simmers, you take the bean out and you sort of scrape the seeds into the milk. Cool. So you know how Briar's ice cream, vanilla bean ice cream, has the little black. I was going to say that, yeah. Yeah, so that's that's the um, vanilla bean seeds, I guess you call them. But um, so anyway, you make your vanilla pastry cream, um, and then you you cool that down and you spread it in the cool pie shell, and then you arrange fresh fruit sort of in these concentric circles around.
on the top. And um, you make it look pretty. It's just so pretty. So you can do strawberries, raspberries, kiwi is a really good one because mm. it's just so pretty. Um, you can do blackberries. They're a little seedy. But um, you could do bananas, but they tend to, they could, they, you kind of have to eat it right away if you're going to put bananas on it because they get brown. So anyway, you arrange your fruit in circles on the tart, and then you glaze it with an apricot jam that you heat up on the stove. Yum. You brush it with a pastry brush, and it just is so pretty and so yummy. So, and it's really not that hard to make. Sounds like Yeah, I think I'll absurd. do that because that's a, kind of a summery dessert, and, and it's pretty. So, and people are just so impressed, like you really did something fabulous because the fruit is just really pretty. It sounds pretty. It sounds like it's shiny or it's something. It's shiny, yeah. yeah. The apricot glaze is like the key. Yeah. Because it really makes it pop. It really does. It's kind of bejeweled. It's I bet really it. pretty. I bet it makes it look like a toy almost, or like a... Uh, yeah, it does. It like looks a, like it's sort of like a glazed piece of perfection. Yeah. You know? <laughs> glazed perfection. It's a piece of glazed perfection. What's the name of your blog again? Anna's Pastry Kitchen. Oh, that's right. That's on Facebook. It's on Facebook and Instagram. Oh, cool. Yeah, Maggie did a guest spot. She made her chocolate chip cookies. That is that awesome. Cute. Those chocolate chip cookies were next level. Maggie... Maggie There's did a lot of tricks to that. Amazing about those things. Yeah. She does a really good job. They came out like Pepperidge Farm cookies or something. They were just like huge and like They're huge. Like she makes these dough balls that are like the size of a tennis ball. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> so it's like each cookie is probably a thousand calories. Oh my god, they, they were, were so, good. so good. They were so delicious. She's in Hawaii. I know. That's she's, amazing. She's also giving a stiff arm to Karana. Yeah, I really hope there's no Karana in Hawaii. There is. But not on the island she's going to. Okay. Is what she what said. What island is she on? I don't think she's on the big island. I think she's on one of the smaller ones. You know, here's the thing. Like, I think a lot of moms would know exactly where their kids were and <laughs> the island they were on, but I don't even know. Nah, I don't think that's that's a little bit in the weeds. You know she's in Hawaii. I know she's in the we in the weeds. Yeah, Maggie is in the jungle weeds. <laughs> Maggie's I know she's in Hawaii, but I just don't know exactly where. Yeah, there's a bunch of islands. It's 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 the same thing as being like, oh I know I know she's in Charlottesville, but I don't know if she's at the Bodos or the downtown mall or the, That's true. It's kind of a dumb comparison. It's a little small. Hawaii's bigger than that. But, but it's true. But it's, you know, you, you'll know, figure it out. The fourth one, you kind of let them play with knives, right? Juggle knives. You'll, juggle knives. You'll figure it out. I think it'll be fine. She's in Hawaii. That's great. So. Yeah, Maggie sort of like... The world, everything just sort of goes the way. Yeah, exactly. It seems to. It seems to, at least. Yeah, she has a way of just sort of making sure things do go her way. Just strong-willed. She's very strong-willed. So are you thinking about expanding the blog at all? I feel like I feel like it'd be cool to do, like, YouTube videos when the time is right. Right. Or do a, um, a, word, a free WordPress site. That would be fun. What's a WordPress site? WordPress is basically, uh, is it a blog? it's a blog. It's like a making your own website. So here's my question about that. Like sometimes I, you know, like on Pinterest, 
I'll click on a recipe and it pretty much takes me to somebody's blog, which might be the WordPress site. Mm -hmm. And here's what I don't like. I don't like it when people write two pages of their life before you get to the recipe. It's called burying the lead. I'm just like so bored with it. I'm yeah. like, I don't really. And then the other thing they do is they talk, they talk endlessly about how this is absolutely the best lemon cake they have ever had and they talk it up like it is yeah they just go on and on they yammer on basically about flowery poetic language yeah they yammer on i just want the recipe well that's the thing you can do it however you want to you can yeah you can make it read like an engineer wrote it if you want to you just put the recipe and the picture on if you want to i like a a couple sentences of introduction but I don't like a page and a half of narrative before you even get to the recipe. It was a cloudy day <laughs> on March 3rd. I, I awoke to the smell of raisins and almonds. <laughs> and vanilla beans. And vanilla beans. My dog had made another mess. I'd had another bad dream about coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we do whatever you want, you know? It's, it, yeah. Your blog is your blog if you made one. You wouldn't have so, to conform and write in a style that you hate. Yeah. The, <laughs> WordPress isn't making spit, them do that. Spitting nails all day. People are just. to write a page and a half of narrative about each recipe. People just do that without prompting, you know? That's the same yeah. thing as the uh, review websites, you know? People, yeah. people go on and write an essay about how much they love the restaurant or how much they hated it. Yeah. I like um, Cooks Illustrated. I have a subscription to that. And they, so Alita got me turned on to that. But they, um, they're very analytical. That So they, I love them because they compare different techniques and different ingredients. And they talk about that. Yeah. Like, you know, we did it by melting the butter. We did it by, you know... Uh, bringing the butter to room temp and then beating it with the brown sugar first. So they try a bunch of techniques and then they come to a conclusion about what their favorite technique was. So I really like that. So I don't mind that narrative. People don't realize that baking is kind of just like an edible science experiment. It is. It's it's science for sure. Yeah. No doubt about it. Pretty tasty. Yeah. And you get to eat it. Then you get to eat it. Then you get to have a treat. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. <laughs> yeah, I think you're well on the right path. It's pretty uh, pretty fun. So I thought it would be really cool because each recipe I put up on my, um, I call it blog, on my page, uh, I have it written down in Google Docs, which was your suggestion. So I write the recipe down in Google Docs, and then I just copy and paste it into the um, onto the Facebook post. Mm-hmm. But I feel like after I get enough together, maybe I could publish a little book. You should. You, you know? should. You can self-publish. You don't need one of these publishing people. Yeah, Just self-publish. I feel like I've got some pretty pictures, too. Well, like I was saying, um, there's merch now that you can, like, just someone orders it and they print it after they order it so you don't have a huge backlog. I like that. You can also do that with books. You just print it after they order it. I love it. So. Rather than print, yeah. you know. 2,000 copies and have to pay for that. Yeah. The author's only, you know, the author gets like, I think, a 40 or 30% cut. But still, that's 
pretty awesome. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty damn good. I like it. But don't quote me on those numbers. But yeah, it's there's so many so many ways to do stuff now. It's just it's just about like pumping out the content, you know? Yeah. Pumping it out. Right. I've really been doing one a week, sometimes two. Yeah. And so the one sort of snag, or I guess it's a snag I ran into, was um, it wasn't letting me post, like, a video and pictures. Like, I wanted to do one post for yeah. my sorbet, right? Uh-huh. And I filmed myself with my new, like, blogger setup. So I filmed a little five-minute sort of intro, like, you know, here's how you make sorbet, and here's my little pastry cookbook from the CNO. And anyway... So I wanted to post that and pictures of the finished product, but it was only letting me post just one video. What the heck? Yeah, I don't really know what that's all about. So I Googled it, and I found out that other people are having the same problem. What the heck? Yeah, I know. I just wanted to create a post with a video and, like, three pictures, but I couldn't do that. So what I do is I just did one post with the video, and then the next night... I, well, I wanted to post pictures the next night, except my sorbet didn't turn out the next night. Oh. Because I put too much sorbet in the ice cream bucket, and uh, it never set up because there was just too much of the um, strawberry mixture, the surface area, you know? Too much mixture, not enough cold surface area touching it. Science. yeah, so it never set up. I was and I was a little panicked because I was like, "Oh my god, I posted the video already that says check back tomorrow for pictures of the sorbet." <laughs> and then I was like, "Oh my god, I don't have sorbet. I'm gonna put a plug in for the squeezing art ice cream maker, and it doesn't work." <laughs> and then I was like, "No, don't panic. I think you put too much mixture in." And so the next night, I did like half as much, and it worked fine. Or actually, I think it was the next morning. Was it? It might have been morning. I, I can't it remember was. now. Yeah. Um, Your followers were enraged that you didn't post when you said you would. <laughs> I'm sure all 15 of them were checking back. They're like, like refresh, they were, refresh, refresh. <laughs> they were sitting up. They were barely sitting on their seats. They were on the very edge. Has she posted yet? Refresh, 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 refresh. No. You know, yeah. honestly, I don't think they noticed. Well, you never know. They might have. Someone might have been like, where is it? Do an, inf- do an informal poll and ask everybody. Right. That's very cool. I can't wait to see how that comes along. Especially yeah. when you kind of like grow a little bit. I'd like to grow a little like, bit. Like uh, put it on it, like put it on two platforms. Yeah. That'd be really cool. I've got on Instagram. Um, That's right. I have a lot of, I feel like a lot of Katie and Maggie's friends are following me on Instagram. That's cool. Yeah. So that is kind of cool. And you shout out your Instagram on Facebook? I don't. Should I? Well, that's, that's one of the, uh, that's one of the rules is you need to make sure that you connect everything. Okay. It can't be like a bunch of separate little things you do on different platforms. No. You got to shout out yourself on all platforms. Okay. So on Instagram, you need to shout out your Facebook, and on Facebook, you need to shout out your Instagram. You know, one thing, I think you and I talked about this, I feel like a lot of people on Instagram do that 
link in bio, which for the life of me, I can't figure out. Yeah. Um, so, and I'm not really sure the link in the bio might be a link to a product. Like if I'm recommending the Cuisine Art um, ice cream maker. But I haven't quite figured that out on Instagram, but I will. I feel like I've learned a lot. And well, coming along. I can help you with that. In the link in bio, you just throw your Facebook page in there so people can jump over to your Facebook. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. So, you know, I know that sometimes you can set it up so that Instagram, once you post something to Instagram, it will automatically post to Facebook. But what it was doing was it was posting to my personal Facebook, not my Anna's Pastry Kitchen yeah. Facebook. So... But I turned that off because I didn't want that stuff going to my personal page. Although I guess that wouldn't be the end of the world. Um, yeah. But you and I talked about me trying to combine the Anna's Pastry Kitchen and then my personal Instagram where I'm trying to do more fashion stuff. And maybe combine the two into one. So I have sort of like this selling my, my whatever myself as a product or exactly what? yeah branding branding so yeah. it would be sort of like oh she does fashion and pastries and yeah. has a and she dog, has a cute dog a cute dog or two cute dogs and a cute dog and an ugly dog yeah <laughs> poor huck poor huck poor huckleberry <laughs> huckleberry is a little rat terrier bulgy yeah. eyed like sausage he's he's quite uh you know, he's not cute he's not cute he's hard to love yeah. Well, but that's not true. He's grown. I've definitely grown to love him. He's a little sausage. He's a little sausage. And I, you know, I didn't know how much I loved him until that time he got lost for like two or three days. That's right. And he I got was lost. so heartbroken. He got lost on the farm. Yeah, he was gone. We were so worried about him. And then one day, here he comes walking down the lane. And he looked at me like I had done something to him. Like he was pissed. Like you were the one that lost him. Yeah, like I'm the one that lost him. You Stuck ran him a... in the garage or whatever happened to him. When in reality, he was the one that ran away and got lost. Yeah. That's hilarious. Personal responsibility, yeah. Yeah, he's not going to ever accept personal responsibility. <laughs> but back, yeah, but with that Facebook and Instagram thing, the Instagram will grow pretty easily because, you know, you can hashtag stuff. That's true. And then with with Facebook, it's a little bit harder to to grow organically unless you uh, create a group. Yeah. And invite people. Yeah, no, you can't tell me <laughs> to create a group. Yeah. It's not the first time I've heard this. But um, but yeah, there's plenty of different avenues. Like it, it's just good to connect them. Like so to have a YouTube and an Instagram. Yeah. Or a YouTube and a Facebook, or a Facebook and an Instagram. You know, I kind of forgot about hashtagging my baked goods on Instagram. Mm -hmm. I don't think I hashtagged anything on my last post. Either way, it's fun. Oh, it's so, I'm having so much fun. Like, I love, I don't know, I just love putting up a post and um, of the food when it's done. Yeah, that's... Or the process, you know. That's like the best pretty, part, when it pops. Yeah, the pretty bowl of rinsed strawberries and then the finished product in a pretty... The other thing I love is, like, using my china or, you know, the glassware that I got from Nana. Just kind of pretty. Perfect. Yeah. 
I love that type of stuff. Is it really like uh, you use the right filter or you use the right angle and it's just such a visually pleasing thing to look at? It really is. And another thing I've been trying to figure out is should I stick with the same filter every time? So that's sort of like my brand. You should. You should. So I kind of need to land on that. I haven't really done that. I kind of like, I like the Juno filter. I like Prima, I think. Cool. Um, Instagram, you can really post once a day. Yeah. If you, I mean, if, imagine imagine getting an Instagram and posting every day and what it would look like three months later. You'd probably have, a like, I don't know. It would be blowing up. Several thousand followers and then three more months. That's good advice, Daniel. You know, it just takes also, a while. I also think, just don't try to be a perfectionist. You and I have talked about that. Absolutely. Like, when I did my little vlog of myself, just sort of talking about sorbet and how you make it. So I went back right after and watched it. I thought, well, I could, I could tweak this, make it a little better. Let me see if I can film it again. And I tried to film it again, but it actually wasn't filming when I thought it was. So I'm like, you know what? That first one was good enough. That's. I could spend all night trying to make this perfect. I like it though because you do it the you do it on the first take enough times, and then you just start to be naturally good the first time. Yeah. As opposed to, it's almost like doing a second take is almost a crutch. That's I yeah. kind of I kind of like that about this podcast because I'm just like. We're just diving into it. I've got like yeah. one friend, Alex. Alex is like, oh, I, I, I'll do it, but I've got to, I've got to like uh, think about things first. I've got to about th- think about things to say. Oh no, he doesn't. Yeah, I'm like, no, He's you don't, man. No, you don't. We'll just talk. Oh, that's cute. We'll, we're just gonna talk and you know shoot the breeze and see where it goes. Yeah. He's got plenty to talk about. He's oh, building yeah. guitars right now. That's impressive. So, I didn't know he knew how to do that. I don't think he necessarily really did until like four or five months ago. That's fascinating. I mean, he's always played guitar, but he just, he was like, screw it. I'm going to learn how to like, like do like some low grade electrical engineering, like hook up the wires. And then I guess the easy part really is just making the body once you can like know how to. Oh my God, that's so cool. So that's pretty cool. But, but yeah. Carl sure would love to talk to him if he ever wants to talk to. Uncle Carl, you should connect them. I feel like I I should definitely bring Uncle Carl to town. Oh my God, he loves. I mean, he restores. Carl restores old guitars. Yeah. I don't, I don't think he's ever built one though. He restores them, and it's kind of cool. Well, he's Uncle Carl would freaking love this. It's yeah, like totally. It's two big rooms, like on the second story. It's like a on the corner. Yep, like Eight. warehouse rooms. He's like blocked off. He's like built a little paint room with like an exhaust fan that goes out, and then he's got all of his wood gear it's in the so other room that like cool. makes the makes the body. Oh, you totally have to get him on a podcast. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It, it, I'm just gonna. You know what? He told me that he. I um. He's like, or you could just like start recording and not tell me and trick me into the podcast. I was like, maybe I'll just do that. <laughs> But that's what I like about like doing it on the first take or like yeah. the lack of perfection. Like I'm not gonna edit this. Yeah. Why would well, I this edit this? This is already perfection. Exactly. Let's face it. I mean, that's the thing anyway. <laughs> well that's that's it anyway, is imperfection is perfection. Yeah. You know, a tree isn't like imperfect because it grows like a little bit crooked or it doesn't have right. the right sort of branches. 
it's perfect because it is, you know? Yeah, totally. Just because it is. Yeah, and I feel like our um, foibles or whatever make us cute. Exactly. I've always thought that. Like, I just think, you know, our imperfections make us charming. That so, and our judgment of perfection is flawed, ironically yeah. enough, you know? So right. Who's to say what's perfect anyway? True that. So, I, Indeed. I, I completely agree. Yeah. Which... You know, which I guess that means that that makes that makes Huck perfect. He is perfect in someone's eyes. Regretfully so. Well, you know, when we, when he was at the SPCA for three months before we went in to. He was in jail. Adopt him. Dog jail. There for three months. And the thing about him was he wasn't one of these cute dogs that would wag his tail and try to get adopted. He he just was in his little pen laying on his little bed like and really not paying much attention to the people walking by. Just being a big old grouch. Just being, you know, himself. So, But at the time, I was looking for a smaller dog to bring home to be a companion to Bo. And as you know, Bo really wanted me to find a female lab. Yeah, you messed <laughs> up on that one. That's probably the biggest Which, mess up. Of, of Bo, Bo's life. Of Bo's life. Yeah, he won't <laughs> let me forget it either. Yeah. Um, but when I went up to the desk at the SBCA and said, I'd like to take Huck out. His name at the SBCA was Huck. I'd like to take Huck out for a walk and sort of get to know him. And they were like so excited. They were like, what? They were like, they were, they were like, wait, what? You want to take Huck out? I'm like, like yeah. No way. Huck? <laughs> they were so funny. So I took him out, and the thing I loved about Huck right away was he could jump really high. He's a good athlete. Yeah, so he had some ups for sure. So they suggested that I bring Bo in the next day so the two could meet, right? So I did that. I brought Bo in the next day, and they um, they didn't pay each other much mind at all. Like, you know, they weren't playing and having fun together. They just kind of, like, ignored each other. So I thought that was kind of a bad sign. I told the lady at the SBCA, she said, how'd they do? She was still really excited. And I said, well, they didn't really pay attention to each other much. She said, that's a really good sign. She was like, you know, if they had been all obsessed with each other, that would not have been good. She said, that's a really good sign. I'm like, okay. Way to twist the logic on that one, lady. She was that like, lady was good. She was, she, she was like a judo. Take she was like a judo mind trick on that one. <laughs> She's like, <laughs> whatever you said, she was going to be like, that's amazing. That is, that is perfect. Yeah. She's, she even said something like, if they had been really obsessed with each other, that would not have been good. I'm like, oh, interesting. So, yeah, we took them home. SBCA is dangerous. You're bound to come home with like eight dogs. But, you know, back in the day, like 20 years ago, you'd go in there and they would treat you kind of like you're a common criminal and you have no business adopting a dog. Really? Like, there was a waiting period. You had to get on a list. They would never let you take a dog the same day. So, but they really kind of relaxed a little. And uh, when I, when we got Bo, I didn't think they were going to let me take him that Aww. first day. But then they said, you can take him. And I was like, wait, what? Do I have to take him Bojangles. Today? You can take Bojangles. Charmin. Yeah, Charmin. He was so sick that first night because he had um, he had been neutered and the meds made him really really sick. Poor guy. So our first night <laughs> together, I like slept in the living room next to him. He's always been sensitive. Yeah, he was really sick. Oh, poor pup! I thought he was gonna die. 
So we bonded. Oh, he's great. He'll never he'll forget be, that. He'll be 11. Wow, he's getting up there. Week. He's getting up there. Yeah. Good boy. Yeah, he's a great boy. Such a good boy. So UVA canceled classes or they're doing online for the rest of the semester. Yeah, I heard about that. I feel like that's going to... I feel like the uh, the dominoes are about to tip, you know? They're really... Like, in the past 24 hours, everything's, you know, tipping or whatever. I feel like a lot more colleges have closed, and they're closing yeah. schools, and uh, they're closing yeah. most schools, I think, for like a week or two weeks. Yeah, I feel like that will at least give everyone a chance to sort of regroup. Um, and, and just assess and maybe not be all up in everybody's space, you know. Yeah, not Kind of send us all to our separate corners. Apparently they do that not because less people get sick, but because less people get sick at once and the hospitals can handle it the entire way. That makes sense. I just heard that too. Like there's some graphs circulating on Facebook, social media, with like the picture of like this big huge spike in illnesses and and then as compared to when you spread it out it's not as much of a burden yeah hospital so that makes sense to me but i'm really bummed there's not going to be basketball yeah that's that's such a bummer i was so looking forward to that and i can't believe they just flat out canceled it i know that was the craziest part i was like why can't you it's because they have to fly I to, guess so. They have to fly to the games. Like, we would have been fine watching it on TV. I would have been okay with that. Yeah, I, was, I wasn't going to go to the games anyway. No. Yeah. I think the players would have been okay with that. It would have been weird, but I would have liked Very to see weird. it. I feel like UVA yeah. would have thrived in a silent situation. <laughs> For some reason, I just feel yeah, like it would be really like good. Yeah, it seems like it would be their vibe. Yeah, just you know, quiet. Smart guys. Yeah. Just really, like intuitive and focus on but it's kind of too bad we made the tournament because maybe UNC wouldn't have even made it in oh UNC wasn't going to make it in yeah there's no way they would have they're they're so like weird they're like far far and away not making it in doing with that Roy's probably uh right now maybe he's relieved probably like, we some... don't have to be I bet some people are relieved for one for COVID-19 yeah. I think there's a lot of silver linings. You know, it's a terrible thing. But there's some very, like, clear silver linings. Like, I think some companies... Like some people are going to start working from home and never go back. No, I thought about that. Like, uh, and I mean it, like, never. They'll have a career well, for the rest is, of their life at home. I think what will do... Like, the work from home thing, I think it will show a lot of companies, like, oh, this worked out fine. Yeah. Maybe they were even a little more productive because they didn't have to spend an hour and a half commuting every day. Um, maybe they were a little happier or whatever. So it is kind of interesting. Yeah, there'd be like uh, I saw something that was like we're about to, <laughs> we're about to find out what which meetings could have just been emails. No kidding. Yeah. Yeah. Like, why do we have to meet about that? That's one, I mean, that's one silver lining. Another silver lining is I think this is really making the case for universal basic income as well. I think this is really... So do you, yeah, do you think 
people will think about that, Daniel? Well, imagine all the poor concession workers for the NCAA tournament. I know. Or the or people, people checking that work tickets. JPJ. Or, or the people that clean the place. Like my friend who does it, and I won't mention her name, but she does it because she needs that second income. Yeah, exactly. And uh, so that's not going to be happening for a couple months. Yeah, they cut it off. I mean, think about the, think about Boylan. There'd be right. no UVA students to go and uh, drink Bud it's Lights. It's a real hit. It's a big hit. It is. It's just a hit, like, all across the board. It hits everybody. Yeah. And, um, you know, you gotta, you can bail, you can bail out massive corporations and, like, save really rich CEOs. Right. But you can't really bail out, like, a local restaurant. I know. You can't bail out, um... You know, you can't bail out someone that's working nine to five, as Dolly Parton would say. Right. But we'll wait and see what happens. I'm really kind of yeah interested about it. Yeah. What do you think's going to happen with Uber driving with, like, the university, like, the kids going home and... You know, I don't know. I don't... flying less, maybe. I don't know. I think, the, I think any sort of temporary gig work probably is going to be the most, uh, some of the most, like, flexible. Yeah. I feel like any of this temporary gig work is, it's going to be a hit across the economy, but, like, temporary gig work, people still need to get places, people still need to eat food. true. So, I mean... Yeah. Italy shut down, like, pretty much every business. Oh, no. That is that is such a blow. Yeah. Except for... What is going you know, on in Italy? Like, did they screw it up? Did they, like... I don't know. Why are they hit so hard? It's a good question. I have no idea. Ugh. Yeah. I, I kind of have thought it might be because they're testing more than other countries and they're reporting it. Whereas some countries might not be testing or reporting. Well, we're definitely not testing at all. No, because didn't we have a rule that they'd only get we'd only get tested if we had been traveling to China? Yeah. And I don't know. It's too late for that. There's people that haven't been traveling that are starting to get it. Huh. Wow, it makes me wonder how it's gonna like go away or die down. Yeah, it's it should be it it'll probably be with us for about a year is what they're saying. A year to a year and a half. And then I suppose people will have immunity, like because they've gotten the virus and yeah, gotten over it. Exactly. That'd it's be awfully better. nice to catch it and get over it and just go about your life. I know, and then you can travel all you want. Yeah. That's so sad to hear about the was it the health minister in Italy that passed away? Yeah, the Italian so yeah. sad. Exactly. Anyway. Same with one of the Chinese health ministers. Yeah. The That's no, sad. the director of the Wuhan hospital. Wuhan. Oh. Yeah. You know, I thought in Trump's speech it sounded like he was sniffling a little, just saying. Yeah. He's he might be catching the coronavirus. Either that, or he's he had a late night and he was just <laughs> he was smelling trays of cocaine like his old days. <laughs> he would say sentence and then he would go. Milani would come in and be like, Donald, what does this white powder smell like? <laughs> and just sniff it off of his... <laughs> it smells so good, okay? 
Yeah, this. Yeah, he's a mess. We're living in crazy times. We're living he's in like, like a diverted timeline. Down. Yeah, <laughs> we've like entered a diverted timeline. Yeah, it's it's there's something weird going on. Yeah. I feel like you know my friends who are Trump supporters. I just like I feel like we see things so opposite to each other. It's like very bizarre. Yeah. It's very strange. They think he's intelligent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wait, what? He's not. <laughs> Newsflash, he's not. I think he's the best president ever. I'm like, what? <laughs> he is he's he's smart on a very narrow lane. Yeah. He's incredibly good at like a con- constant, relentless do it this way. I know what to do. Yeah. I mean, his it's, confidence is kind of like unbelievable. Yeah. The com- the confidence also, he has. It's kind of funny. Like, he thinks kind of like he acts offended. Maybe he doesn't even act offended. He. Things seem to bounce off of him very easily. Like, yeah, he's got you know, thin. Whole... <laughs> he's got thin skin and but very but a thick skull. Yeah, like, or something. I don't know how to describe it. Just it. keeps on going. It's like. Well, I think everything gets under his skin, but then it leaves. Yeah, it doesn't stay for long at all. Everything instantly bothers him, and then he gets a good sleep, and it doesn't bother <laughs> him anymore. Because <laughs> he. He tweets it out of his system. Yeah, he just he tweets it out. On, then he yeah, moves on. that's his form of therapy. He just tweets it out. You know, someone said, um, I think Pence was up there talking about the coronavirus, and someone said, you know, y'all are recommending that we not shake hands, but I saw Donald Trump shaking a diplomat's or somebody's hand, you know, just today. Shouldn't he be the one to lead by example? And, and Pence, of course, was like, he was like, oh, well, in our line of work, we have to shake people's hands. <laughs> oh, yeah. We meet dignitaries. And, <laughs> Didn't and you I, know? And, he's, and Pence goes, and I, I shake hands all the time. It's like, oh, my God, you are such a, like. Oh, Pence doesn't shake hands. He's a ninny. That was a lie. Pence never <laughs> shakes hands. He doesn't want to cheat on his wife. He'll shake hands with a man. Not but, a woman. But does. he can't look at a woman. At, <laughs> And he'll kind of nod, and he'll like, he'll accidentally, he'll make a, a nervous Davis fart. <laughs> Poor Pence. Poor Pence. I don't even know who he is. He's a ninny. Who is he? He's a, um, he's I don't know an, anything about him. an Indian politician. <laughs> an Indianian. Okay. He's a really pale Indian. <laughs> no, he's an Indianian. Indianian. Yep. Yeah. I like who the heck is he? Anyway. Well, it's wild times we're living in. But crazy. we're gonna we'll figure it out. We're just gonna have to empty all of you know where we should we should just get toilet paper from Amazon. Do they have it because all the stores are out? Amazon's of gotta toilet have paper. Amazon's gotta have toilet paper, right? <laughs> I just it's weird to see people like on the streets with the. Uh, I saw a lady at Whole Foods today with a mask on. Yeah, that mask isn't going to help her. She Unless looked... she's the one that's sick. If she's the one that's sick, then it helps us, supposedly. Well, she does look like she's vulnerable. She's like a, an elderly, chubby lady. I think it, 
it probably makes it feel safer. Yeah. Which I kind of get that. Yeah, I get that. I actually, I think I ordered some masks, but they were like a month behind. I thought, when I still thought I was going to Italy, I thought, well, we'll get a little case of masks. We'll get a little case of masks and then (laughs) then go to all the shut down cathedrals. And go. I was like, what's wrong with this picture? You know, we're going to go to Italy and wear masks. It just doesn't sound like fun. It doesn't. It sounds, it's a, it's a really Ricky Ticky Tavi situation, but we'll figure yeah. it out. It's just a day, a day at a time. It really is. It's changing. You know, tanking changing rapidly. Tanking economy. We'll see what happens. But I love Jim Ryan's email to the UVA community alumni, parents, students, whatever. It was good. Jim Ryan's the hero we deserve. Yeah, we love him. So. Uh, anyway, well, thanks for doing this podcast. Yeah, thanks, Daniel. Thanks for having me on. Anything you want to shout out? You want to shout out your Instagram or any causes or your Facebook? or? Oh, well, yeah. Follow Anna's Pastry Kitchen on Instagram and Facebook. And um, putting up posts once or twice a week. And... Yeah, like my advice to everybody is, you know, wash your hands and don't touch face. True that. Yeah. True that. Yeah. Thanks for having me on, honey. No problem. We'll see you guys next time.